0: Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own body's intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to revwithrachel.com and enter your name and email address. You can also stay connected to me through Facebook. Um, go like Rev Life with Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone. Kimberly has thrived as a leader in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years, educating other professionals on personal development, leadership skills, fitness, and yoga. She's the 2015 Idea Program Director of the Year, creator of Karma Warriors, and star of several highly acclaimed exercise videos. Kimberly stepped away from her corporate role of 12 years with Lifetime in 2017, completely heart-led, to create two new online platforms, one, the Make a Difference Academy, which provides continuing education and coaching for fitness and yoga instructors, and two, the Inspired Life, which provides empowerment for women to live their happiest lives through online programs and live events. Kimberly now fills her cup through spending time with her young son, as well as empowering other women leaders through her online offerings, coaching programs, and live events to create their own inspired life and help others do the same. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Hello, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks. It's a pleasure to connect with you. I had the opportunity when you were in your 25 years of leading and teaching in the fitness industry of attending... Uh, workshops through you. And so I, I just really appreciate what you're teaching now and leading others to do, you know, just going deeper into ourselves. So Thanks. that's so awesome.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And so your are t- the title today of sh- today's episode is creating unshakable self worth. And I just think, um, you know, I guess years ago, that was nothing I was really aware of in myself of like, of self-worth and what is that and why and how and you know it just seems like I don't know that wasn't a typical conversation that I was having with right. all around me so um, I'm excited to dive into this with you today and um, why don't you just start with talking a little bit about your own story and how you came to be teaching about this now.
0: Yeah absolutely and I really appreciate you wanting to have a conversation about this now because I, like you, many years ago, would never even thought to have a conversation like this about self-worth, but I've learned that the the fact of the matter is that there is a direct link between your ability to find fulfillment and true joy in your life, Uh, a direct link between that and the foundation you've built for self-worth, having a strong sense of self-worth is really critical. So... So thank you for even wanting to open up the conversation because I think it's really, really important. Yes. So as, as you mentioned, I've had, you know, an over 25 year career in like the health, fitness, yoga, wellness space. And what's kind of funny about that is that at the time I entered into the industry, I was really the the least likely person to enter into the health and fitness industry because I was not healthy. I was not fit. At uh, 18 years old, fresh out of high school, I had been suffering with eating disorder since age 11. I had uh, been bullied in elementary school, and at age 10, because I was overweight, um, and at age 10, I started receiving my monthly period, and my body started developing at a very young age. And um, so for lack of a a more tasteful way to put it, I was a 10-year-old walking around with hips, boobs, and acne, and no one else in my grade had these things. And um, it made me a bit more of a target. And uh, by age 11, I started skipping meals and, and first started dealing with anorexia and um, trying to kind of starve my way to a, a better sense of self-control, feeling, trying to feel like I was thin enough or prettier or at least had more of a sense of control over my life experience. And that went on for years very unhealthy in my teenage years, in and out of the hospital a couple of times. Mm. And uh, by age 18, I had started working at a local bank, Citizens Bank of Maryland, um, in the area where I'm I'm born and raised. And uh, a woman sat next to me named Edna, who had become a bit of a mother figure because my parents had moved away due to my dad transferring with his work. I was very unhealthy. She she noticed it. I was very thin. My mother used to say I was a, a skeleton with a head at that time in my life. Mm -hmm. And this Edna took an interest and was quite worried about me. And after many conversations, convinced me to take her daughter's jazzercise class. Mm -hmm. So at 18 years old, after saying no many times, I agreed to go take the class one time. I lasted 19 minutes, which I always remember because it was one minute longer than the years I was old. Mm -hmm. But instead of running out in embarrassment, I actually ended up sitting against the wall with my, my bones, my joints aching, my lungs burning, just in complete awe. like my jaw was on the ground watching this group of women smiling and sharing this movement and this love for movement and the joy on their faces, it was just contagious. And I decided, you know what? Love at first grapevine just happened for me. <laughs> and I, I know I didn't last even half the class, but this is something I think I wanna pursue And at the time I couldn't afford to take the classes. So Edna worked it out with her daughter for me to be the girl that punched the cards, the attendance cards as people came in because that's what we did back then. Uh And uh, then I got to stay and take classes for me. And um, within a couple of months, I was lasting the whole class. I had all of the routines memorized. And a few months in, I finally got the courage up to ask that Jazzercise instructor if she would take me under her wing to become an instructor because this had begun a path of healing for me. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: said, you know, I want to be in this industry. I want to pay it forward. I want to help others in the way this has helped me. And unfortunately, she said, you know what, Kimberly, that's very sweet, but I don't think you have what it takes to be an instructor. So I can't, I can't do that. She didn't feel comfortable putting her name on me as a mentor. And so I never went back to her class. I was crushed.
1: Mm, And, um,
0: but a couple of other traumatic things happen. Like I was in a really bad car accident just two weeks later. And long story short, had a lot of time to myself as I was healing. And it was the best thing that could have happened because I I started to do an inward journey at that moment. And I started meditating without even knowing what meditating was Mm -hmm. and started to tune in to the fact that, you know what, there's always another path. And if this is a direction I want to go and I know I want to help people, I want to lift people up, and this is an industry I know I can do that in, and I love it. I'll just become a personal trainer. So that's the path into the industry I took. At age 19, I became a certified personal trainer, training clients, doing orientations, and I would just take aerobics classes. I worked at a local Bali, Total Fitness, and I would take classes once, twice a day, and a couple of months into that role... The aerobics coordinator, as it was called back then, Uh Lori called me desperate on a Friday night, um, saying she didn't have anyone to teach the high-low class the next morning. And I said, "Well, I'm so sorry, but I can't do it." And she's like, "Oh, you're not going tomorrow?" And I'm like, "No, I'm going. I go every Saturday, but I can't teach the class." And she's like, "Well, why not? I see you in classes all the time. You're a personal trainer. Just you know, put in a cassette tape and do what they do." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right. And I said, "You know, Lori, I would love to help you. I really would, but..." I just don't have what it takes to be an instructor. And as soon as those words crossed my lips, I realized those aren't even my words. Mm
1: -hmm. Those
0: were the words that Jazzercise instructor said to me, and I had let them become my reality. So here I was with an opportunity to change that reality, and I realized very quickly, I've got to decide, am I going to take a leap of faith, or am I going to continue to let that story be my truth? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so I said yes, yes. I jumped in and taught that class next morning, and um, gosh, over 25 years, the rest is kind of history. I went from, you know, feeling very unworthy, and like I wasn't good enough, so early on, not skinny enough, not pretty enough, then not capable enough, not good enough, to um, ultimately not only teaching, but then teaching others to teach, and then having the blessing to um, make consumer videos and present at hundreds of conferences around the world, and and then even run group fitness for over a decade for a lifetime. So it's just mm-hmm. that that leap of faith we have to take on ourselves is really important sometimes, and uh, you got to tune into your self worth to be able to do so. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm
1: here. Oh, I love that. And so I think you know some of us have. A, become aware of that and grown through that but if some people are just kind of feeling like oh you know what I, I'm not there yet I self-worth is just not hasn't risen up in me yet how do we create that
0: you know most of the women I work with are exactly at that point point. and what I what I realized I went through over the course of the many years because it wasn't the flip of a switch you know right. I I continued to deal with eating disorders several years into my health and fitness career. It was a roller coaster ride for sure. Um, so, So it is a journey. But what I realized is I took three steps in that journey. And that's what I coach others on now. I call it the KLB process. The first step is to know yourself. And that may seem like, well, of course I know myself, but Believe it or not, most women that come into my programs or that come to work with me, one of the first things they say is, I feel like I've lost myself. I feel like I don't know who I am. And it's really important that we take that first step to, to tune in, to align with who we really are in this life, to really quiet our minds, connect with our soul, through our heart. And you know whether you do it through meditation or breathing practice, just having a presence practice of some kind is a spiritual ritual that I think everyone needs to implement so that you can kind of start to simmer down the craziness and busyness of the world around you to be able to tune into who you really are, your unconditioned self, which many refer to as like your highest self, your deepest self, your God self. Mm -hmm. And it's when we do that, we start to, to feel the impulses and the inspiration, get the ideas for, you know, what do I really want? to do in this life? What really matters to me? How do I want to spend my days, my weeks? Like, who am I really? You answer that by going inward. And um, that's a hard lesson for many of us to learn because many of us learned and were conditioned to determine who we are and what we're worth through the eyes of others. So Mm -hmm. step one is really to know yourself. And then once you take the time to tune in and get to know who you really are at the deepest level, the next step is to love yourself. And that is a conscious choice. And and many women I've worked with are like, I I don't even know how to love myself. Mm -hmm. And the first step is to tune back into who you really are. And as you do that, you quiet the mind, all the stories you've been told, all the not enoughness you felt in your life, you can get back to the core of who you are. And the core of who we all are is love. Mm -hmm. And so you make that conscious choice. Start start making lists of, of positive aspects about yourself inside out, outside in and start making the journey back to the mirror, which a lot of women find really difficult, but loving yourself really is a conscious choice and a necessary choice if you wanna be the kind of person that gives love out to the world. And then the final step is to to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And that can be really hard when we have been brought up in a world where we have been taught to seek our, our value and acceptance and validation through the eyes of other people, through the opinions of other people, but it's really important that you take that inward journey to the point that you get to, to know who you really are. Mm-hmm. You consciously choose to love who you are. And then to be who you are, that third step does eventually become the biggest no-brainer on the planet. If you know yourself, love yourself, it makes no sense to do anything other than be authentically who you are in this world. Because it's what we all came here to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It's like the be yourself is when it really becomes integrated in who we are and we're free.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Liberation, sister.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I love that you were saying it's a choice because so I think I never probably would have thought that years ago that it would just be a choice, but ultimately it was after I had my second son, I made that choice. And and for me, it was, you know what, I'm not going to just step on the scale again. There's no reason okay. to be defining myself by a number on a scale, and um, I was around enough. You know, I was yeah. in the fitness industry too, at around enough people who were very focused on that, and I just was seeing kind of the insanity in it, and how, it and when we're trying to be happy, every time if we're stepping on that scale and feeling negative things or anything. Mm-hmm. Then we're, we're just pulling ourselves out of a higher vibration of that, that joy
0: and freedom and peace that we want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because we can choose, because we have the freedom of choice, you know, we have free will, we can actually choose with, and, and usually we're on autopilot, we do it subconsciously. But in fact, by not going on to manual mode and being very conscious and aware of our option to choose, we are unconsciously choosing to be held hostage by the fears, the doubts, the the worry that we're we're not going to be accepted and it's it's crazy. So I'm with you sister. I haven't stepped on a scale in years nor oh, do I have yay. any care to. Who cares? My fellow
1: no scale sister. No yay.
0: <laughs> we'll the no scale club. Yes. <laughs> yes, oh my
1: gosh. And so what about it being unshakable? What does that mean and how does that show up for us?
0: Yeah, you know, it really does start to develop as you go through the KLB process. You know, as you get to know who you really are, the more you know who you really are, consciously choose to love who you are, and then you, you wake up every day, go out in the world authentically being who you are, making choices based on the guidance of your, your soul. You, you know, we all have an emotional guidance system that is there. When we're not on autopilot, we can tune into how we feel when we're making any decision in our lives and really helps us stay the course and stay on our path for living the life we came here to live. And when you go through that process and you make it consistent, like it's not a one and done. It's not like you can spend a weekend knowing, loving and being yourself. And then, you know, (laughs) you've earned your degree and it's, you know, this is an ongoing process. And what, in my experience, both through my own personal journey and the journey of of the hundreds of women I've worked with is that as you continue the process, as you stay consistent, with your, you know, your presence practice, with making choices in your day, in your week that that bring fun and flow into your life because you love yourself enough to do so. And then you consciously make the choices in your life that are authentic to your heart, true to who you are. Then the competence builds and builds and builds to the point that, you know, my life is not without contrast. It's not without obstacles and struggle. I'm sure yours isn't either, Mm -hmm. but I guarantee that, I could probably say the same for you as I'm about to say for me. It takes a lot more to knock me down nowadays. And if I get knocked down, which is rare, I now have the tools and know how to get back up really quickly and back into living the joyful life I came here to live. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. But consistency really is the key.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I feel like with unshakable self-worth, like where self-worth would be, like poor self-worth it would be like a wound that we have and that wound can be healed. And then as it becomes healed, those things that used to trigger us in the past no longer do, or someone could say something that would have thrown us off in the past. And now it's just like, you know, it's their issue and you can just, um, you know, not, ha- it doesn't take so much energy or pain or anything. It, things yeah. just don't get shaken
0: definitely it's it's really about owning your life experience and you know we all we, we know through through both you know spiritual teachings and quantum physics like there is a universal cycle like a circle of energy that we we that lives amongst us that you know the universal intelligence the source energy that we share provides for us and what we focus on and how we choose to see it is always going to be the greatest influence Mm
1: -hmm. in how
0: we experience what we experience in life, because what we focus on how we choose to see it will then generate thoughts within our, our minds. Those thoughts will generate emotions. Based on those emotions, we will make decisions. We will take actions, which will then lead to results and manifestations in our lives, which we then decide how we're going to focus on and, Mm -hmm. and what thoughts are going to be generated from that. It's just the circle that plays out in our lives day in and day out. And, we need to realize that we really can own and create our experience. Mm -hmm.
1: We can own and create our experience. I think that's um, just so missed out in, in, in our society. I mean, I always just had perceived life as happening to me versus now, now I can choose and create and shift myself so that I don't have to experience those things you know mm-hmm. or energies that don't align with me anymore like it's a yeah. it's,
0: it's kind like, like an like inside out experience <laughs> it is the inspired life is exactly that it is all about learning how to live your life from the inside out I'm so mm-hmm. glad you said that and um I've done a lot of 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 lectures and workshops. And and I I even did a a weekend intensive with Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's just one of my greatest heroes uh, of all time. And he had shared the definition of the word inspire, which, which the direct definition is to breathe life into. And -hmm. he said, but when you are inspired, you are fully connected to the essence of who you really are. So to live life inspired is to live life from the inside out. Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, it kind of reminds me what you were just saying about life happening to you and and you learned that you could have a different response. Mm -hmm. We've all heard the age old quote of life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. Mm -hmm. And it really is the case. I mean, science has proven that it's the case because we can choose our response. And so often people are living in this mode of reactivity, and it's like, well, well, if a good thing happens, I'll be happy today. And if a bad thing happens, I won't be happy today. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible way to live, to, to let your external circumstances control whether or not you're going to choose to be happy today. Yeah. Um, at one point made sense to me, too, because it's how I'd always lived. But now that I know what I know and I implemented the practices that I've implemented, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. To give our power away like that.
1: hmm. Yeah. So true. So
0: true. And so speak more to the inspired life. So the inspired life, the two platforms that I, um, once again, took a leap of faith to create are both very near and dear to my heart because one serves an industry that I've been a part of for many, many years the make a difference Academy. And it's all about helping fitness and yoga instructors be able to make a greater impact in the wonderful work that they're doing when they go into teach. And uh, and many also coach clients and such. And then the Inspired Life, which you know the Make a Difference Academy actually falls under the umbrella of the Inspired Life. That's my my company. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Inspired Life is is really about empowering other women to to be the hero of their own story. Um, so through the various you know programs I've created, I've I've got programs that are more like online courses. than I I do. Um, live coaching programs as well. I I have an an ongoing membership of women um, called Women Empowered and uh, I stay connected with them because I've learned that, you know, we all all need support on an ongoing basis. And if through the Inspired Life, I can provide, you know, great opportunities to build momentum through coaching programs. um, I've done live events, things like that, workshops and such. That's amazing. But anytime you get to the end of an event, whether it be, you know, a a one-day workshop or a full weekend or even reading a book or anything that inspires you or doing an online course or coaching program, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when you get to the end, you feel all this momentum from what you just experienced. You're like, okay, you know, the rest of my life is going to be amazing. And you go forward, but then you get distracted, And often we get thrown off track, we get thrown off course. And I think it's really important that we as women continue to support each other and lift each other up on our path to stay the course, to hold each other lovingly accountable for the great work we're doing in in making efforts to live this life as we came here to live it, Finding not finding, but creating joy within each day. And so The Inspired Life is all about always looking for and creating opportunities to do just that, to, um, to lift and empower women to, mm-hmm. again, be the hero of their own stories, step into the leadership role that they came here to live out and just live their most inspired life, their happiest and best life.
1: Mm-hmm. What if people don't think it's possible they don't think it. I would just, I, it's like, I see so many people, you smile at them and they don't smile back and you're like, Oh, come on. It's beautiful. out."
0: like, <laughs> yeah. why, what if, what if some people don't think it's possible? What would you say? Yeah. It's so interesting because that again, you know, our perspective is everything, you know, what we focus on how we choose to see it is, is so important. And um, quick story. I, I was down. So I live in orange County, California, Mm-hmm. And I live about four miles inland, but I had a couple of friends visiting and we went down to Laguna Beach to watch the sunset. So we went down a little earlier in the day. It was nice and warm. And for those that have never been to Southern California, it can be like 85 during the day and drop down to 50, 55 at, as soon as the sun sets. Basically. <laughs> and so we're standing there. I had a friend on my right, a friend on my left, and the friend on my left was complaining the entire time as the sun was setting. It's getting so cold. Um, why does it get so cold when the sun sets? That doesn't make any sense. Like, I wish I had brought a jacket. Why didn't I bring a jacket? I mean, just that's all she was focused on is being cold and miserable. And the friend on my right, all I heard from her were remarks about the beauty of what we were experiencing. Look at that Mm -hmm. sun. Look at the colors starting to form in the sky. Look at how the light of the sun is dancing on the water. I can't believe we get to be here and experience the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So here we are all equally covered in goosebumps, clearly yeah. <laughs> really getting chilly, and and having the same circumstances be what we're what we're in, and yet two very different experiences based on what they chose to focus on and how they chose to see it, based on their perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's usually the first thing and one of the most powerful things that we can have a conversation about. But what I've learned is that. The curiosity has to be there, you know, just like someone who maybe has an addiction to smoking. If, if they have no desire, no curiosity about what life could be like if they weren't a smoker, mm-hmm. then there's really not a whole lot you can do for them. But what I will usually tell women, I'm like, if you're curious, I can help you. If you are open and like willing to see things differently is, is, is really the nugget that is necessary Mm -hmm. If you're willing to see things differently, because that means you've got an open mind and an open heart to the the idea, just the concept that life could be different than what you're living right now. Yeah. So that's always the jump off point.
1: Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, and I think, you know, for the listeners, I kind of went through this journey myself. I woke up and I was like, here I've basically accomplished all of what I wanted to accomplish, marriage, my degree, children, cute little dog. How come I'm not waking up happy in the morning? I get to be with my boys during the day. Like, isn't that just like what I totally wanted? And then so, I started asking myself those questions, like what's going on inside of me? You know it's not just mm-hmm. all about diet and exercise medicine like what what's this? <laughs> yes. Why am I feeling frustrated just trying to get my kids out the door? Why am, you know, mm-hmm. and there's opportunities through Kimberly and other places to really grow and dive into those places within ourselves and shift and grow and you know enlighten and become more joyful and things and it is, you know, I just like to say it's possible and step in.
0: <laughs> I would just say, if, if you wake up feeling, it's so beautiful the the way you just described it, Rachel, because if you wake up feeling like there's more to life, mm-hmm. chances are there is. And if you wake up feeling like there's something missing in your life, chances are it's more of the real you that's missing. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people, moving into the inspired life is not about improving upon who you are, changing who you are, fixing who you are. So many women are mm. in the mindset of like, I'm broken, and need to be fixed, or I need to go you know, so into self-improvement. Robert Holden once said, who's one of my greatest teachers, um, I've done a number of, of certificate programs with him. He's an amazing coach. Um, and he once said, no amount of self-improvement can ever make up for any lack of self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm always coaching women that this isn't about changing you. This isn't about improving you or fixing you. You're not broken. This is about you stepping into and unveiling more of who you really are. I think that's what this world needs more than anything is for more people to step into the authenticity of who they really are, to let their light shine. Because then as Marianne Williamson said, when you let your light shine, it unconsciously gives permission for other people to do the same. hmm amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Beautifully stated and so brilliant. Is there yeah. anything, any final thoughts you'd like
0: to share with the listeners? The only other thing I had on my heart to share for, for some reason was this one opportunity I had to uh, to hear Ayanla Vonsant speak. So for anyone out there that doesn't know who Ayanla is, she was once um, Oprah's spiritual teacher and, um, and spiritual coach. In fact, she was on the Oprah show a lot back when, when Oprah used to have like a, a Dr. Oz day and a mm-hmm. Dr. Phil day, she had an Ayala day and they had a bit of a falling out. and Now they're back to, to being close again. But uh, Ayala was speaking, it was 2006 at an event called create your, create, or I'm sorry, celebrate your life. And, um, she had an hour long lecture that I attended and the first, you know, 20, 25 minutes of the lecture, she kept speaking about how we are here to be in service Like, we are here to lift each other up, to be in service of each other. Every day you wake up, you should be saying, Dear God, what can I do today to be in service of other people? Mm -hmm. And the whole time she was talking, I'm giving her all these emotional high fives. I'm like, Yes, this validates everything I believe. You know, I've always felt that God has put me in leadership roles in my life because I was put on this earth to lift people up and to empower them. And and at the same time, my head and my heart are so in- engaged with what she's saying, somewhere deep in my gut, felt something felt off because I couldn't understand why as much as I believed everything she was saying, in my gut, I felt like, but, but it doesn't make sense. Kind of like what you were saying, Rachel. It's like, but why am I not super happy? Like the biggest thing was, why am I so dang tired? Mm. Why do I feel so burned out and so tired all the time if this is what I'm here to do? And then after this big kind of rant about how we need to be in service of others, she said, but don't get me wrong. And then there was this dramatic pause. And I'm like looking around and I found myself kind of scooting to the edge of my seat. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, what else is there? What do you mean don't get me wrong? What what else could you possibly have to say? You just said everything and validated everything I believe in my life for how I'm supposed to live my life. Mm -hmm. And then after her dramatic pause, she said some words that I seriously consider getting tattooed somewhere on my body, but luckily I am afraid of needles. (laughs) Um, So after she said, don't get me wrong, may my cup runneth over so that I may give freely and be in service to others. But what's in the cup is mine and don't you touch it. Mm. And the entire last half of her lecture was all about the importance of taking care of yourself, of loving yourself, of loving yourself enough to fill your cup on a daily basis, so that your cup can be overflowing. Because when you give from the excess, then your cup never runs empty. You don't get burned out. And I've been living my life that way ever since. And I tell you, it's possible. Um, and the resentment goes away. The 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 feeling like you're not enough goes away. It's it's just really important. For all of you out there, if if you were to take nothing else from our conversation today to really take the time to know who you are, then to love yourself enough to to fill your cup, to find things in your life to do on a regular basis that you think are fun and that put you in this flow state of of happiness. And then just choose to go out there and live your life on your terms and be authentically who you are because it, it will shine such a bright light on this world and we need your light. That's it. Awesome. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, it that's my all.
1: last guest said that. That's it. or she said that's all. I'm like that's all and that's everything. That's it and that's everything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is awesome. So Kimberly, what would be the best way for the listeners to connect with you to learn more?
0: Probably the best place to go would be the website, and that's pretty simple. It's just Inspired with Kimberly com. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram, Kimberly Spring Glick, um, but that's a, that's a mouthful of a name. So you can, you can just go to inspiredwithkimberly.com. And uh, there's ways to connect, ways to get involved, ways to work together. Everything can be found right there. Very
1: cool. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with the listeners today. I appreciate it.
0: It was an honor. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Hey Rev with Rachel listeners, if what you're hearing on this podcast resonates with you and you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You from Amazon. And with that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love.